Good morning, everyone. This is Elizabeth Copeland. And Hallie Williams. And we are here with Out of Brief, well, Out of Brief, Out of Grief Comes Art, the podcast put on every week on Wednesdays by Grief Dialogues. And today we are here with Emma Payne. And before I go into how I know this lovely lady, I want to thank... Who are we thanking today? We're thanking (laughs) Humanities Washington. So this podcast has been made possible in part by funding from Humanities Washington and the National Endowment for the Humanities. Humanities Washington opens minds and bridges divides by creating spaces to explore different perspectives. Thanks for believing in our project and supporting us. Yes, Yes. thank you, Humanities Washington. And checks them out, people. It's humanitieswashington.org. They sponsor some really amazing... um, Projects, yeah. nonprofits having to do with the art, so check it out. Anyway, I am so excited today to bring Emma Payne on board. As we were just chatting, I am probably the uh, uh, the very first person who got the opportunity to, to see coach, uh, uh, Grief Coach in action right at the very beginning. And it's been a few years, and you were one of my very first uh, blog post interviewees and, and one of my very first podcast interviewees back Yay. in the day when it was called something else. And so thank <laughs> you so much for joining us today, Emma. So excited to have you here and to hear your story. I'm actually going to turn the program over to Hallie Williams. Most of you who've listened to us before know that Hallie lost her dad this year. And in that loss has been a user of Grief Coach, which yeah. Emma's going to talk about. So, Hallie, you take it away. Okay, well, first of all, hi, how are you? Hello, hello. thanks, Elizabeth. You were uh, the first person to interview me about Grief Coach back in 2018. That's yeah. true. Yeah, <laughs> we were just we were just talking, and I totally fangirled over um, over Emma because I was like, so I, you guys know I'm the marketing director for Grief Dialogues, but I also work tech in previous jobs and other life, and and um, to me, Emma is just amazing because she's you know she's figured out how to create this texting service that is so helpful and meaningful to people. And I think in the world of tech, that is, especially as a woman in tech, like that's so important to bring meaning to what you're building and doing. Um, So she's someone in my mind who's achieved that. And I'm like, total fangirl. I totally want an autograph. (laughs) I'm like, tell me all your secrets. Let's talk nerdy stuff. But for this podcast, you are in my mind. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm a pain right up there. So, um, so guys, I do have my little, if you see me glancing down, I have a notebook. I always try to get questions prepared, um, to ask, to ask our, our guests, but Emma, thanks for being here and, um, go ahead and share with us a little bit about your grief story before we get too into what's come from that. Yeah, happy to. Thanks for having me and thanks for being a subscriber. That's pretty cool that you can speak yeah. about it firsthand. I love it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I started working on Grief Coach uh, on a plane ride home from a funeral in December of 2015. Really? Uh, on a yeah. plane ride? Yes. Okay. I mapped the whole thing out on a one plane ride home <laughs> from a funeral. So my friend uh, died oh. at the end of 2015 and okay. he had asked if I would speak at his um, funeral, which of course I agreed to do, um, but it was a very daunting ask because he was the best friend and also second cousin of my husband who had died a decade prior by suicide so essentially what i had agreed to do was fly across the country um and stand in front of 
you know, hundreds of people, many of whom I hadn't seen or heard from in, in a decade. And, and that yeah. had been hard. So it was, um, yeah, I was nervous about it, to say least. Yeah, <laughs> um, but in the end, but in the end, what happened, starting from the second I sat in my pew, was that you know the woman to my right said, um, "Hi, how did you know Gore? How did you know the friend?" And I s- introduced myself. Right. I said, "Oh, my friend Emma," and her face just fell. She's like, "Wait, are you Barry's widow?" And I said, "Yes." And she said, oh, Emma, I'm so sorry that I didn't reach out by that back then. I've thought about you so many times. I'm Barry's aunt. And I said, yeah, I know who you are. And she's yeah. like, this is his cousin. And I said, yes, I know who you are. Um, and basically for 72 hours through the funeral all the way through the pub night, I basically had some version of that conversation 100 times, right? Oh, yeah. people, people saying, I'm so sorry I didn't reach out. I didn't know what to say. I have worried about you. Then too much time had passed and I felt awkward. Um, and when I'm uh, on my plane ride home, I just thought, this is bananas. Like, this is seriously nuts. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, this is point, a thing. Already, this is a thing. <laughs> like, this is a thing, right? Yeah. And I'd already spent, at this point, 20 years building um, apps and mobile projects and text messaging services for lots of other things, like youth voter engagement and suicide prevention. Okay. So on my plane ride, I just thought, I spent 10 years not hearing from people. Yeah. But a hundred people spent 10 years feeling genuinely Hurt, bad about bad. it. Bad, yeah, guilty. Like, what was an opportunity for connection instead created this sort of weird gap that was a painful thing in its own right, right? I was sad that, that Barry had died, my husband, but I was also sad to not be hearing from people and in touch with people in the way that I had hoped. So on my plane ride home, I opened up my notebook and essentially mapped out grief coach. I just thought it can't be that difficult yeah. to send to send expert support to the griever, but to also give friends and family tips, suggestions, reminders about how they can help. And I assumed that when the plane landed, I would get onto the Wi-Fi at SeaTac and see that there was already tons of grief apps, um, but not, there nope, weren't. There are not. There weren't. So I started working on it 2016-17 incorporated the business beginning of 2018 my job sold my house 2019 oh 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 and uh started building what we have now which is a a, yeah text messaging service for people who are grieving oh beautiful um i hope hope my people would be proud yeah i'm proud of you (laughs) i mean i don't know if i'm your people but i'm proud of you um so I want to make it super clear to our listeners that this is not an app. This is not something that you just download onto your phone and kind of forget about and then, you know, you open it up. Nope, this is a texting service. So basically you, okay, so you correct me if I'm wrong on how this works. I'm just telling you what I've done as a subscriber. You go onto the website and you enter in your information and you basically subscribe to this texting service which gives you i mean oh my gosh a plethora of resources but a lot you know tips and tricks on how you know if you're feeling down this is for somebody who's who is um experiencing loss right so for me if you're if you're feeling down or ways to ground yourself or things to think about um and the text can come all the time or or you can kind of pace them out a little bit um and then there's also a different it's the same service but there's a different angle to it if you are elizabeth who's a friend of mine who wants to support me but isn't quite sure what to say or how to say it um how to help help. those texts can also be sent to her and they will say hey your friend hallie is 
you know, might feel sad, a great way to cheer her up is is XYZ, whatever, right? Yep, pretty much. It takes about five minutes to sign up. You share as much as you're comfortable sharing about your loss. If you want to share um, how they died, when they died, then you will also get messages around that type of loss. If it's your dad that you lost, then there's messages about losing your dad, losing a parent, you lost a child, friend, colleague. So all those things get taken into account and you get your first text instantly after your five minute sign up and then you'll get texts uh, twice a week for a full year and supporters get a text once a week for a full year with date reminders, suggestions. Yeah. How to lean in. I think that's so amazing because that's the thing, right? Like, you forget oh my gosh so my my one of my best friends her father passed away on monday no, no, on mo- monday was his was his death anniversary right um and the only reason i remembered was because she had been to my week to my week to my house a week prior and at at dinner said oh you know next monday is is his day and then i was like okay and then i remembered then i literally ran to my calendar and wrote it down so that i was like okay i'm not a bad friend i won't forget um, you know, so how handy to have it in a text message. Yeah, I think that um, at Grief Coach from the beginning, we have come from that origin story of it's it's I'm very, very proud of the expert grief support we send to grievers and we get incredible feedback on it. But I really what what moves my heart yeah. is that friends and family, in my experience, are good friends and do want to help. But it's a lot. It's a lot to someone in extraordinary pain. It's a lot to remember what someone's special date was, or this would have been the wedding anniversary of their husband who died or whatever. You can't hold that all in for everybody. Um, People are good. They want to help, but we're not, we're not trained in this anymore. We we're afraid of pain. We think that we have to cheer people up and we don't, we just need to be there present for the pain and not feel so much pressure. um, I think is part of it. Yeah, I think that's a huge part of it. Um, and also, my continuing this with my good friend. My good friend is so great at asking me, um, and she's lost a parent as well. So now we're in this spot. But she'll ask me all the time. I totally need to vent, or I need to complain, or you know, whatever. Do you do you have the mental bandwidth for this right now? And it's totally my chance in a safe space way to say I do not like you know no offense but I just like I can't take on because the thing I think we forget which is why your texts are so great is is that everyone's going through something you know right and it might be something like loss like for me I'm in the the thick of grieving right now it's very fresh but then Elizabeth might be going through I don't know the the grill exploded and you know now she's trying to clean up all the metal pieces and, and it's not very timely for me to to call and cry but it's not that she doesn't want to support me she's just (laughs) right so um these text messages really give a great you know great reminders but also just great little nuggets of you don't have to fix things um right yeah we talk about that a lot and in some ways i think that the texts to supporters relieves pressure Uh, we have Mm. like this you know we had a uh, this was another young woman whose uh, dad died actually and she added in her husband as one of their supporters yeah. of her supporters and the husband was so grateful he's like oh thank you you know she's crying all the time i don't know what to do so yeah. we're trying to support her but we're also letting him know it's not 
it's not a bad thing that she's crying. If you sit with her as she cries, you're watching as she heals. Yeah. You're listening to the emotions come out because I think a lot of supporters think like, oh my gosh, I have to make this better. How can I? Yeah, fix it, Mr. Fix it, right? And we try to relieve that pressure for people. And usually the response is that people are just so grateful. Like give, give the supporters confidence that they don't have to do everything. Right. Um, that sharing a super fun story about your dad is fun. Like yeah. just share a fun story about your dad. You don't need to um, take on take on the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Now, thank you for sharing your grief story with us. And I don't want to take a take away from the fact of you know this idea was born essentially because you were walking into the thick of grief again. Um, and. I think how powerful that you were able to, t I'm sure. Okay. Let me, let me go back. I think when you got back on the plane with your notebook, I think you probably tell me if I'm wrong. We're just overwhelmed with, um, with the whole experience and needed to channel that grief somewhere into something helpful. Do you feel like this process, which sounds like kind of a long journey has been really cathartic. This is like your form of art, right? Well, the text messages are art. It's so yeah. hard to be concise. Some of the text messages, we get people all the time saying like, oh, this one brought me to tears or this one was so beautiful. It's very, as, as you know very well at Grief Dialogues, <laughs> dialogue <laughs> and language is art. And Everything. some of the texts are like poetry to me. I mean, they're um, these beautiful nuggets that at Seriously. the beginning, the idea was, what are the things that we wish everybody knew right now? Oh. Oh. Um, and how do we say it succinctly mm. and just straight to their phones a couple times a week, right? Bits of yeah. wisdom over time instead of bombarding people with a bunch of stuff for the first couple months and then disappearing. Um, yeah, it's been cathartic, but I think the word I would use more is um, like healing, I suppose. Mm. I think that's probably I mean, the right word. The, and I think... Um, there's a dozen people on my team now and we would all say the same like what a gift yeah. to spend all of your days helping people and see the responses and feedback and gratitude coming in all the time and then you feel you've done something right it's it's about making meaning out of out of your loss and your pain can you see the responses that i text back just wondering this is me being nerdy <laughs> yeah like our so we have a subscriber support team and a channel that all the oh. um thump Usually it's thumbs up, hearts, or uh, don't disturb, I'm driving. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're a one-way support service, not two-way therapy, right? One of the reasons right. that we can be affordable and scalable and global is that um, we're delivering support one way and we're not inviting people to text back and forth for therapy. We don't have support that way. That's also what keeps us HIPAA compliant and GDPR compliant. Yeah. Um, but when people do respond, and they do, and usually it is hearts and thumbs ups, um, our subscriber support team is there, and so we can direct them back to their hospice or to additional resources if there's something more they're looking for, or if they need to change their password or something. You know. <laughs> I, I love that. I remember when I first got, I didn't realize that this was like an actual team, right? I mean, because in my mind, as a tech chick, um, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm part of this texting service, and I'm going to, I caught myself responding once, and I laughed at myself because I was like, huh. They're, they're, nobody's responding to me, right? Like, you know, this is this is a generic text message that's being sent out. And then someone responded. And I was like, oh, but 
it wasn't it wasn't a super crazy response or anything like that. It wasn't like, oh, I'm glad you enjoyed the ribs. Like it wasn't it wasn't like that. It was it was something <laughs> it was something that was appropriate to to what I yeah. said back. But you know, uh, we are we are real people here. Um, that's amazing. And I think it's one of the, that's it's rare, one of guys. The, that's not normal mm, in the tech world. Yeah. Everything is automated nowadays. And so it's not just it's not just a bunch of like AI pretend responses, right? There's real people yes. and the. Our subscriber support team are all mental health professionals, thanatologists, right, with wow. deep breathing expertise. So it's it's the good stuff for sure. Mm. I think that's becoming actually more and more important because there's such a shortage of bereavement counselors and therapists mm. and wait lists to get even a little bit of expert support. Yeah. So we do, we do work hard to have uh, very strong uh, very high levels of expertise in all of the texts. We use different right. models, like the dual process model. We work hard to um, normalize what people are going through to remove pressure that we all put on ourselves that we should yeah. be feeling better or I shouldn't still be sad that my child died. You know, yeah. there's no still and no should to, yeah. write, to remove the pressure that we put on ourselves about the experience, but to also marry that with practical tips and suggestions and support for the supporters oh, yeah. so that it's so that it's practical as well as you know it's not too woo woo yeah <laughs> i get it i know and this kind of segues lovely a lovely segue into my next question about social media and technology nowadays with people who are grieving and um that's one one thing I would like to talk to you about, but to take it just a little step further, I come for, I bring to the table a younger age group. You know, I'm in my late 20s and like, oh my God, we, nobody talks about death or grief and navigating these things. And I did not think I was going to lose my dad in my 20s. Like that was, I would have never guessed. And so here you are doing exactly what you did on the plane. And this was granted a few years ago, but not much has changed. You know, I'm looking up apps. I'm looking up like solutions to my grief as if there's going to be a fix it. Right. As if something's going to like make it better. We have a lot of, um, we have a lot of uh, subscribers in their 20s who've lost a parent. Uh, but 14% of our user base is over 65. That's cool. Um, it's not just people in their 20s that struggle with grief literacy and aren't sure how to talk about it. We get it yeah. all the way all the way through lots of people in their 40s 50s we have teenagers we have a yeah. teenager whose mom died and she said um that she never deleted a single one of her texts that mm. she waited till after third period and she would reread them and think about her mom and she's like you know i don't even use the web and when i searched for grief resources it was just an overwhelming pages and pages of websites that all said the same thing and teardrop graphics you know she's exactly. like this is just not gonna help me right um so for her to just get text specifically for her with her name, talking about her mom, her yeah. timeline, her birthday, right. um, was a less overwhelming kind of like practical and immediate way to get the wisdom that, that really helped. So I'm going to nerd out listeners for just a second. So follow along with me and don't get too bored. But in marketing and in technology worlds, there's something that's really important called SERPs, which is like your search engine results page. When you go on Google, just think about this. When you go on Google and you look up, you know, the best um, Asian cuisine within 25 miles of me or whatever, right? Typically, you don't type in all of those things that whole long sentence and you say Asian cuisine near me or something and somehow magically there's a long explanation for how but somehow magically Google presents you with a, a resource 
right? And set a solution and says, here is the best restaurant for you. And why this is important is because we now with technology are so trained to just look up a solution, right? But with grieving, first of all, I don't really think there is a solution. And second of all, what do you look up? What is the keyword that that Google is picking up and, and clinging to? Are you looking up, I am sad? Like, what, what are you supposed to look up? So that's, I, I struggle with the idea that tech, we're so dependent on technology to solve our problems. And we don't spend a lot of time being introspective and working through them ourselves. I think that the text message actually achieves that. I've been thinking a lot about this. I don't think I've really talked about this before, but I had this thought about, um, so we're really good at transferring data, Yeah. right? You can send huge amounts of data from one phone to another, from one computer to another, like no problem. Absolutely. And we're, at, and we're actually now very, very good at knowledge transfer. Mm -hmm. So data is easy. Knowledge, we're pretty good. There's a million webinars, things you can sign right. up for. If you want one person to teach another person something, go to YouTube. You can probably you can find something. But where we're not good is transferring wisdom. Mm. And the thing about grief is you nailed it. Like there's no answer. It's actually a process by definition. Ah. And I think what Grief Coach has become extraordinarily good at is because we have hundreds of contributors, it's not Emma and her team tell Hallie right. what, what to think, right? We have hundreds of experts with all different kinds of expertise. So some that's more spiritual or some that's more about sibling loss, particularly some right. that folks on suicide. Da, da, da. And I think that because you're getting small amounts of wisdom over time, yeah. it's, it's up to you to make the connections between those things. You yeah. make the insights. And that's why after a year or if people renew two years, three years, they say things like, you know, I don't think I need to renew again. I can take the training wheels off now because I've learned enough yeah. to try it on my own. Yeah. And it's it's small bits of wisdom over time and we make our own connections and insights. And I think that's what leads to actual strength and wisdom mm. that lets us be resilient, right? There is no yeah. answer. You're not gonna like attend a webinar for an hour and suddenly not be sad that your dad died. Um, right. But you right. can learn about grief and your closest friend or partner can also be learning how to support you and at the end of it you're you're stronger and you bring those things to bear on other hard right. parts of life as well right i was actually talking about you guys in a different podcast episode that we recorded and some they the guest was speaking about grounding themselves and you know and grief is so important to ground yourself and sit with where you're at and i was like oh yeah i have this texting service that i'm subscribed to called grief coach and one of the texts they sent me was so timely in such a creepy way. Like, you're not listening to me, are you? But, but it was so timely because it's, it was just a message that said, hey, if you feel like you're, to, to the effect of, hey, if you feel like you're spiraling, go ahead and ground yourself by looking at the colors that are in the room around you. It was, so, it was something to that. And I thought, wow, that is so, that goes so far. Yeah, so we have, especially in the first weeks and months of the subscription, some really lovely grounding exercises. See the color, name the color. Right? That one. If Love you sign that. up five years after a death, you're not going to get those same messages. We're going to be looking more at meaning making and yeah. like long ago losses and different content. But mm -hmm. um, it's actually uncanny. One of the top feedback 
lines that we get every time we run surveys for clients is that it feels like these messages come at exactly the right time. Yeah, yes. And people say this all the time. I, I got so. a, my friend, there's a guy who had bought a gift subscription last week for his friend and he forwarded me what the friend's feedback was because this is a, this is like a guy in his 40s or 50s, definitely not a, you know, yeah. person who would normally go out for different kinds of support and had been skeptical at the beginning. And he was like, it's so weird. I just got this message about a massage. And like just last week, my, uh, you know, group health provider had told me that I was eligible for this. <laughs> and we, this happens all the time. But I think it's because, for me anyway, when I, and I was like that when I was deep in grief, uh -huh. I would have one conversation. I'd be like, oh my gosh, yes, I, I, that's really important. That's exactly right. I think it's because we're, you're so split open mm. and so raw that you're just open to input in a different way than you are when you're just busy going through a normal life, right? Yeah. When we're grieving, I think we're just more open to maybe change or different thoughts and it can seem uncanny. Yeah. Um, mm. But we're not listening to you. We're not actually listening to okay, you. Okay, well, good. that's good. <laughs> <laughs> just reading your mind. Just, just reading my mind. But we do get that feedback a lot. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. I get it. I, I, I mean, and I don't know whatever this is this is me now me wanting to ask you a million tech questions um <laughs> so let's see um i asked you about social media and tech in the world in general how do you feel um that this form of art that you've created complements technology without for lack of a better term like throwing yourself away into yet another tech bell and whistle you know, do, do you get what, I don't know, maybe you can say that yeah. back to me better. We've been talking a lot about, so I have 12 people on my team, half of them roughly are bereavement people and half of them are software people. I mean, we're yeah. a software company, yeah, right? We're, right. we're delivering software as a service. So we're a SaaS company and that's what makes us um, scalable and affordable in a way that right. most other um, grief interventions can't be. Uh, but we're also a bereavement company with deep compassion for people and the journeys that they're on. We've started yeah. talking about like text is equity. Yeah. It's the most accessible. Yes, it's tech, but yeah. we don't really think of it as tech anymore right. because it's just it comes to our phones, right? We use it for personal conversations of all kinds. It's so ubiquitous that we don't think of it really as tech in the same way. So it is interesting. Like we definitely have these conversations all the time with our team meetings. Like Yes, we're a software company, but we're, but we're more than that. Company. And yeah. I think it's about um, understanding, and this has always been the case for me anyway, like I've spent 30 years in tech now. I believe cool. in technology. I believe that it can help when things um, go pear-shaped, uh, yeah. but not just because it's tech. There's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of mental health apps and so on that don't, that are tech first. Yeah. And content second, we're content first, but we're tech enabled, right? The content is the product yeah. and that is formed from hundreds of wise people who have spent decades building a set of expertise. So that's the art, but we do use tech to get it to people in that yeah. affordable, accessible way, straight to their pockets. The wisdom when they transfer. Year long. Yeah, the wisdom transfer. Yeah, but the product is, is the wisdom, not the Ooh. platform. I love this. These are all these are all good quotes in my mind <laughs> to put on my wall, which I'm sure other the other people yeah. might be like. But the plat but the platform is like really important and powerful, and we've done I think a beautiful job of making something. 
because look, like on the back end, yeah. if you want to really geek out about it, it's pretty complicated on the back end. I'm sure. What you do is you still fill in a little form, you start getting texts. But right. we have 50, we have 54 different relationships that apply three different ways. So right. everything from colleague, patient, volunteer, teacher, husband, friend, right. sister. Is a condition that then gets applied. And, is one of yeah. the conditions. And it's for the griever's relationship to the deceased, wow. the supporter's relationship to the griever, and the supporter's relationship to the deceased. Wow. So there's a myriad of stuff going on in the back end. Um, so I'm not downplaying that our tech, that's for sure. Yeah. That's, that's what I've spent a good chunk of my last decade working on. <laughs> yeah. Um, but our tech team would be the first to say that that's not the product. It's the delivery mechanism. Yeah. Mm. Well, as we wrap up this podcast, we always like to ask our guests what bit of advice they would give to somebody who's in the thick of their grief or maybe even not in the thick of their grief, um, which applies to your industry, the industry of the guests. And for me, I'm especially listening and I have my pen ready for your advice <laughs> tips on how to create if somebody's interested in creating some art out of their grief and they tend to hover in this, I don't see, I don't even want to call it a tech world now anymore, but hover in this space. Um, what's, what's your thoughts? What's your two cents? I mean, like when I was, one of the things that helped me emerge from my own deepest depths was music. Ah. Uh, like I, I play in a band and I used you to play in a band. Free. Yeah, I would tell my kids, okay, I'm going to therapy, but they knew I meant band practice. <laughs> I love it. So what do you me, play? Like, kind of just, I play bass. What? Kind of like a sort of punk pop band. It's pretty awesome. So for me, like I just go and make some really loud music and yeah. that like kind of, you know, it's an expression, right? Creative expression. And we have a whole series of texts about this. Everyone has different types of creative expression. Some people it's journaling, some people it's music, some people it's painting. So for me, music was actually a very important way for me to exit my pain, like to just release it. Yeah. Um, but words are art too. And I think at this point, the expertise that we built to actually create a beautiful, truly beautiful, yeah, super short, text message that can actually bring someone's heart inspire <laughs> yeah things or inspire a thought like i i do they're like like little poems to me little sonnets they are mm. totally <laughs> are and i, I mean, not all of them some of them are just uh here's a breathing exercise but yeah no, no but i mean but it, they're very i think they're very um beautiful i think they are extremely beautiful and they're very helpful and very poignant like and I just have massive respect for it because I have an idea of how much configuration it takes on the back end, which is, you know, techie terms for behind the scenes, right? So you, we all get the beautiful text message, which is two sentences long and super helpful and hits your heart. But behind that has taken so much energy and setup and testing and, you know, all sorts of things. So I just really, I'm... I think it's I can, a beautiful piece I can of tell art. You, I will tell you this, that when I sold my house to build a, a text messaging platform, people thought I was out of my mind. I bet, <laughs> so I bet they did. <laughs> You're like, I have a vision. Um, now, now I get to have conversations like this where people say, wow, this is this amazing thing that you built. But at yeah. the beginning, it's... it's You're a true artiste, right? Scary at the beginning, but 
if we're rewarding now. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you for being on our show. I'm going to bring Elizabeth back in. She's been here. We're going to... Oop. Oh, hitting all the tweaking of tech, <laughs> hitting all the wrong buttons. Uh, this has been really fascinating. I hear from, from Hallie uh, how she's so appreciated grief coach texts. Mm. And uh, so it's great, great to hear that. And I also want to say that I was one of the first users, too. And even though my dad had died um, oh, about yeah, 20 years prior, yeah, it was really helpful because I think in, in today's conversation, you also mentioned about, you know, my dad was the guy I would call when my when, when my car needed to go in the shop for yeah. whatever reason. I'd call him and say, okay, my, my car's doing X, Y, Z. What do you think it is? And he'd say, oh, it's probably da-da-da-da. So yeah. I would, when I go in, I wouldn't be one of those you know, women who didn't know what they were talking about and therefore got taken advantage of it, quite frankly, um, I would go in and, and say, well, I think it's the such and so, thanks yeah. to dad. And um, and I'd say nine times out of ten he was right. And I think I got a very, I, my mechanic always respected me for those ideas, but that was because I called my dad. Well, to this day, yeah. now 25 years later, when there's something wrong with the car, I think about calling my dad. Uh, so yeah, I just I really appreciate, um, let's say with uh, Grief Coach, I, the the um, help you gave me about my right. dad, even though it's been such a long, long time. I'm, glad to, know, was, I'm uh, glad to know that. We definitely started with a focus on, because I was very naive at the beginning. I thought that people would sign up for Grief Coach when someone died. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> and then I discovered, no. Uh, and then every therapist since then has been like, oh, no, people come looking for support when they're sometimes in the first year we expect to be in pain but if we're struggling five years later ten years later three years later whichever we feel like um we need to go and, and get extra support i think we would do a better job for you now than we did back uh then elizabeth because now we do have a lot of messages for multi-year and we call them long ago losses hallie i don't think i answered your question my number one tip yes is uh talk about the person just talk about them your dad has died, but your relationship with him has not ended. Right? Yeah. You can mm. talk about him, remember him, share stories, think about what he might have said to you when your car broke down. Always, that mm -hmm. that gets to be a part of it. And supporters mm -hmm. um, sometimes think, "Oh, I don't want to upset her by mentioning him." It's the opposite, right? Right. Talk about him and let let Hallie know that. Yeah. you remember her dad and how much fun he was, or whatever. And you know That's what's great. so ironic is we are grief dialogues, so our whole thing is let's talk about it right that's our whole thing and i'm in such a denial phase with my grief where i like don't i want to talk about it like on the surface but i don't like want to think about it does, mm -hmm. you know so i just do a lot of shoving mentally mm -hmm. a lot of compartmentalization and just shove it and shove it and shove it and one of the great things about the um, grief coach the texting is is that it'll just drop a you know just a little something to me and it'll kind of force me to think about it but not in an annoying way not in a naggy we have to have a whole conversation but just in a like hey if you're thinking about your dad that's okay mm -hmm. you know remembrance little, yeah mm -hmm. little gems we little call gem. them little gems but oh, i kind of great. like nuggets because i'm in i'm I like nuggets I like chicken nuggets yeah. nuggets she's gems. in she's got small children i do that's why nuggets come in. Nuggets is like a major food group for us. <laughs> right. Anyway. Well, thank you so, so much for being with us today. And uh, we look forward to talking oh more and just watching this whole thing explode after the last, uh, well, six years. Oh, but boy, have you gone. Journey. Wait. Yeah. And, and she just, I just saw that today, mm -hmm. officially, you guys are international? 
Well, yeah. Sorry, I know we're tr- we're trying to wrap up, but are you international now? We're we're delivering globally. <gasps> every country. Congratulations! Oh god. Okay, we definitely have to have Multiple you back. Languages, so we're in lots of languages. What? Every country. Ooh. All right, we will have you oh, back, and man. we will need to know more about this. And also, we will push out there all the all your latest news too. We'll do that. Thank you. Uh, well, thanks so much for this. having me. What a pleasure. Thank you both for subscribing and being able to speak oh, about my your gosh. experience. That's so cool. Absolutely. So Absolutely, thanks, Emma. Ellen. Thank you, everyone, who joined us again for another Out of Grief Comes Art podcast. Yep. Happy Wednesday, everyone. Happy Wednesday, and we'll see you next time. Thank see you. Bye bye.